to the mic, they start dimming the lights, you start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home with the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Studders, more once you discover, for all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns, for all of the lovers, and Mickey James and Marvin Gaye, for all of the lovers, and Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige, allow me to say, look, I just found a place, we'd escape, every one of us, I was kinda late, cause I just made it off the struggle bus, walking by the fate, cause I know it's right in front of us, yo, I ain't with the hate, gotta focus on what's great, ladies and gentlemen, Steph Hardy is on the air, had to drop a couple bars, just to make you all aware, so, sit back, relax, enjoy the show, you know, I go by Joe, or the wrestle, hey y'all, Welcome to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. So of course on this episode I've got your news and gossip-ish, but I'm also going to celebrate wrestling's place in Birmingham, Alabama, my hometown, after SmackDown rolled through here yesterday and it was an amazing show. So I'm going to address that and I'm going to talk about what I liked in wrestling this week, including the SmackDown episode I got to experience. So sit back, relax, and listen to the chill, positive, and passionate style of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. It's Birmingham, y'all. Alright, so in news and gossipish, basically there's been a lot that went on that's that's basically gone off if in like even the past couple of hours, um, and over the course of the last day or so. But I'm gonna get through most of it and talk about a lot of different things. So bear with me. So earlier this week it was announced that vader was going well big van vader depending on you know if you know him or not you know from the early wrestling days um is going to be posthumously inducted into the wwe hall of fame so this was announced um earlier this week and a lot of people were very happy about it but then there were a lot of mixed reviews online full of people who felt like maybe this should have happened earlier when he was actually well enough to speak um on his own behalf and tell his own stories and live to see it happen because sadly he did pass away in 2018 due to illness um but there are a lot of people who really feel like he's very deserving of the honor um so if you may or may not know um his real name was leon allen white and um his ring names were either big van vader or vader and he also played professional football and he wrestled for new japan pro wrestling um wcw um of course wwe slash wwf all japan pro wrestling and pro wrestling noah during the 90s and the 2000s and he was a 12-time world champion and um while performing as as his character um he developed a lot of aerial maneuvers and one of them being his diving moonsault which was voted best wrestling maneuver of 1993 by wrestling observer newsletter and um among other accolades in wcw and in japan he won the iwgp heavyweight championship and the wcw world heavyweight championship three times each um the triple crown heavyweight championship twice the wcw united states heavyweight championship once and won the battle royal main event 
of the 1993 Battle Bowl pay-per-view, and he headlined multiple pay-per-view events for WWE and WCW, and he was inducted into the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996. So, it's clear he is more de- more than deserving of the honor, um, and there's no word yet on who's going to be inducting him, just like um, they did announce that this that Vince McMahon will be the one who's going to induct The Undertaker. We don't know who's going to induct Vader into the Hall of Fame as of yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be um, a nice and tasteful event. Um, And considering it's also been announced that the Hall of Fame is going to be a two-in-one event along with the SmackDown before WrestleMania weekend. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be tastefully done, but we send congratulations to um, Vader's family, Um, that they get to experience this moment and experience him getting honored. Um, But they haven't announced a woman um, being added to the class as of yet. With WrestleMania being 22 days away, or as of now, 21 days away, um, I'm sort of wondering who would they choose? Um, Would it be a Victoria or, you know, a lot of people have been pushing for Jazz to be not... um, added to the hall of fame who knows but congratulations to vader and even though he's not going to be here to receive the honor it's still you know an honor to receive so it's still good also in the news over that's been going crazy over the past day is big e giving medical updates on twitter and on his instagram um if you watched smackdown last night which um did emanate from the legacy arena at the bjcc in birmingham which is where i'm from he wrestled in a tag team match um partnered with kofi kingston against sheamus and rear Holland, who had brought um pete dunn aka butch out there um and i'll talk more about that part later and there was a suplex that was um a suplex that Ridge Holland tried to hit onto Big E outside of the ring onto the floor and Big E in a freak accident I believe landed wrong um when it was when it happened and he landed right on his head and it was so scary because when I was looking at what was going on it was almost like you heard a thud and everyone in the arena sort of just got up and was just looking like whoa like what the heck was that and you could tell that during the match um, people were wondering if Biggie was going to get up. You saw a lot of people outside of um, in WWE staff that was wondering if he was waking up and checking on him and checking, you know, his extremities or whatever. Um, and then the match didn't go on for that much longer after that point. Um, and Sheamus and Rich Holland will go on to win after interference from Butch slash Pete Dunn or whatever. And they were still checking on him throughout the match. And as they were able to go to commercial or whatever, they they brought out the stretcher and basically stretchered him out. But then he was able to move his hands and fingers and he gave us a thumbs up as he was leaving. So Big E announced on Twitter um, that night that he broke his neck and it's a really serious deal if you are a wrestler and you do break your neck because that means that you might be out for months on end trying to trying to heal whatever was wrong. So it was a really scary situation to actually witness, but I am glad that he's still able to move um, his extremities and have use of them even while his neck is broken. Um but at the hospital he's at which is uab and shout out to uab because they have um some of the best 
medical staff, you know, in the city, they have been taking care of him. And Biggie actually said that if you're going to get your neck broken anywhere, do it in Birmingham because they're going to take care of you. And, you know, we do have a little bit of a history of taking care of wrestlers when they do have injuries. Um, Mostly at St. Vincent's Hospital, but I guess UAB, you know, is stepping up to the challenge this time. And shout out to them because they've been holding it down for the past two years now with COVID and everything. So that's good. But he basically tweeted a video saying that he suffered no damage to his spinal cord and he won't need surgery, which is fantastic. Um, But he did confirm that he broke his C1 and C6 vertebrae, however. And of course he's going to be out, but something that's been happening that's absolutely gorgeous is the fact that everybody um, across all promotions have been sending him love and well wishes, you know, for him to recover, which basically shows how beloved he is as um, not only as a character, but as a man. And I'm so happy that he's receiving all of this, all of this love and his flowers. And of course his New Day brothers, Kofi and Xavier, um, rushed to be by his side at the hospital. Um, and Xavier actually tweeted as much so i'm wishing biggie the absolute best in his recovery and i can't wait to see him back um in wrestling but as far and really he's just done so much within the past you know couple of months with him being champion and him holding it down um even when he wasn't champion and stuff um he's basically been doing a great job so it's probably for the best at this point that he does of course rest up and heal up so he can be his best self later on. It's going to suck for a while, but, you know, he'll turn around and he'll be back again. And I'm believing that. So shout out to Biggie. We love you here. Um, also in the news, Samoa Joe talked about being um, in WWE's new video game 2K22 after his release. Um, he is actually currently a playable character in the new game, which came out, I believe, Friday. Um and basically there's also another list there's a list of other superstars who have who are on the game who no longer work with the company too like cesaro the iconics isaiah swerve scott or swerve strickland now jeff hardy keith lee johnny gargano and many others so he spoke how this process worked for him when he appeared on kind of funny games daily um he was asked how wwe was still able to keep him in the game despite no longer being with the company and he answered by saying quote it's built into our contract um and it's a licensing agreement i am samoa joe that's a trademark that i own for me it's a little different than most guys because i have a licensing agreement and we negotiated our price based off of that it's essentially the same type of thing with guys who don't um who don't own their name when you leave there that character is still there for their properties so um basically it's a business deal and basically what's next for him now is that he's still under a non-compete clause with wwe and his 90 days will be up um, on april the 6th 2022 and of course he's also been announced as um, a ring of honor hall of fame inductee along with a who's who of ring of honor um historic figures like brian brian danielson cm punk and the briscoes so congratulations to samoa joe for being for um being an inductee in the ring of honor class this year and it's gonna be cool to see what's next for him um because a lot of people felt like you know he really didn't get a fair shake at things when he did get injured um 
while he was NXT champion for the third time. And they didn't really bring him back because NXT 2.0 went through that whole revamp situation and no one knew where he was going to lie. And then he was eventually let go again. So I can't wait to see what's next for Samoa Joe at this point. Also in the news, Ronda Rousey was given, has been basically giving an update on her WWE future. So as you may or may not know, um, Ronda had one run in the WWE, of course, in towards 2018-2019. And she had a pretty big undefeated streak until she was defeated by Becky Lynch in the first women's main event of WrestleMania. Um to become a double champion and she basically left for a long time because her and her husband were um trying to take care of their farm browsy acres and also have a child which they did have um their beautiful daughter um which is great so we didn't see her for a long time until she made her return at the royal rumble this year and went on to win that so she could go on to face who you know face charlotte flair for the smackdown women's title this year um and she basically said during a gaming stream on Facebook um, that she's staying in WWE after WrestleMania 38. Um, she said, I just had a baby. I'm not ready to have another one yet. So I'll be staying around until we're ready for baby number two or even baby number four. And I know personally, a lot of people have been looking at this current run of Ronda Rousey as kind of lukewarm and they don't necessarily like it because they think that she has she either has ring rust or the fact that they also feel like she just can't wrestle at all for some reason. It's like the sentiment towards her being back in the WWE has been relatively negative. Um, but for me, from my personal standpoint, I actually have always loved Ronda Rousey even before she went to WWE. And that hasn't really shaken for me like that doesn't change for me because I literally feel like even though she has been putting in a little bit of the work in order to improve her in-ring you know her in-ring work her persona to me needs a little bit more help because even when I was at Smackdown last night there were some parts where I really couldn't hear her in the microphone and it seems like the hate that her and Charlotte are trying to you know give off really isn't you know popping off as heavy as it did um during her first run like there's something missing there and i'm hoping that they can lock into it over the course of the next few days as wrestlemania approaches but i'm still rooting for um, ronda rousey to beat charlotte um because i just love ronda so and if you basically look on social media i did post a video of me screaming over her during her entrance or whatever because i love her so i'm hoping that as she does stay her character development will actually, you know, get better um, and just evolve, pa you know, past where it has been now. And her in-ring work will actually get a little bit better, too. So um, I'm glad that she is staying, though, because her leaving for a long time, that would just make me sad because I did actually miss her. So there's that. Um, also in the news we have the rumor that gable stevenson who is of course the olympic gold medalist in wrestling for the united states um is going to be in line for a big wwe push so um 
it's been rumored by um, Dave Meltzer, who we still who are, who we're still taking with a grain of salt, that Gable Stevenson will be fast tracked to WWE's main roster, and the plan for him is to be booked as supposedly a whole nother Brock Lesnar or whatever. So the reason why we haven't seen him on TV now is because he's finishing up his final year as an amateur wrestler at the University of Minnesota after winning his gold medal in um, wrestling last year. Um, and he's recently won his third consecutive Big Ten title and will look to win back-to-back national championships before making the move to WWE. Um, and of course, they signed him in September under the NCAA's new name, image, and likeness rules, which is the NIL rules, which allowed him to be under contract with WWE while still competing collegiately. So this is pretty great. Um, if this is the case, I can't wait to see you know how he's going to adapt to the world of wwe even though he is an amateur um he's an amateur wrestler now um i think this is going to be great for him it's going to be great publicity seeing as um he'll be in good company amongst people who've gone to the olympics and had success in wrestling like kurt angle and the fact that he's from minnesota like brock lesnar and stuff so i'm really excited to see where this is gonna go um so yeah also in terms of gossip ish um there's a question mark on the idea of whether or not cody rhodes had a wrestle has wrestlemania plans so there's been lots of rumors going into what um cody rhodes is going to be doing in wrestling since he and brandy wrote him brent and his wife brandy have parted ways with AEW, which is the company that they helped build so sean ross sap who is the man who i think you know has a crystal ball and sees things um of fightful select reported that the plan for cody rhodes was for him to fight against seth rollins at wrestlemania 38 and according to one source with wwe that has not changed and the same report stated that some in AEW assumed the deal with WWE is dead and that he will return to AEW, but there was no concrete information to support those claims. And SAP did reveal that there will be someone worth looking out for in the Hollywood trades. So Cody Rhodes is still a question mark at this point um, in terms of where he may or may not go. But I still think it is interesting seeing as Seth Rollins really doesn't have anyone to face because he did lose um, his tag team championship opportunity with Kevin Owens against RK Bro in the Alpha Academy. So, of course, now Kevin Owens has famously um, called out and challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to a match slash appearance on the Kevin Owens show at WrestleMania. Um, but we don't know what Seth is going to do because he kind of stared off in the outer space and walked away and we don't know what's gonna happen with that so but like i said they still have time because it's just in 20 days um 21 days so it's interesting where this is set to go but i still think this is gonna be a really great show regardless so yeah if cody does show up though i can't imagine how crazy the internet's gonna go and how crazy us fans are gonna go but it's going to be a lit situation um so yeah Shout out to Cody and whatever it is that he does decide to do with his wife and stuff. Um, and finally, 
in the news, Jeff Hardy, my brother, my other brother from another mother, made his debut on All Elite Wrestling on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. Um, and he made the save when his brother, my other brother, Matt, um, was getting beat down with Sting and Darby Allen um, by Andrade El Idolo, Private Party and the Butcher and the Blade. So... After this point, he was announced as an official member of the AEW roster by Tony Khan on Twitter. And if you may or may not remember, he was released by WWE in December after a strange incident at a live event um, at, in Corpus Christi, Texas, during which Hardy left through the crowd in the middle of a six-man tag team match. And according to Sean Rossap, WWE offered Jeff the chance to go to rehab, but Jeff declined, which resulted in his release. Um... But Matt provided more information regarding the departure, Jeff's departure um, in January on a Twitch stream. He said that Matt, Matt said that Jeff was giving a drug test by WWE prior to his release. And Matt said the result never came back. But Jeff knew he had passed because he hadn't been using any drugs or alcohol. So Matt also suggested that WWE jumped the gun by releasing Jeff and expressed his belief that the stress of working for WWE is what prompted Jeff to walk out rather than any issues with drugs or alcohol which is something that Jeff has been struggling with for years which is his sobriety and um I guess as WWE being a publicly traded company they were afraid that if he was you know slipping back into his old habits that that would look bad on them and they were just trying to you know not put any of their stars in danger but at the same time if you know that you're not doing any wrong and you're actually taking your sobriety seriously then that would make you angry and i guess the two just couldn't come to any agreement there which led to him being released um or less him him walking away so i am absolutely thrilled that the hardy boys are back together um especially even in the indies too because they can perform wherever they want to now because they did reunite in the indies before they reunited on aew so i am excited to see that the other half of the hardy boys is now back with is back with his brother now and a part of the um hardy family office so this is great and it's also assumed that they will go on to possibly challenge for the AEW tag team titles that are currently being held by Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus. So we just have to see but Hardy Gang, Hardy Gang, we in here and it's cool so that's all um well actually no that's not all because another person signed with AEW and his former ufc and bare knuckle fighter paige van zandt um after weeks of teasing an official signing tony khan also announced that paige van zandt is going to be a member of AEW's roster as well and she also appeared on dynamite and had a run-in with ty conti during the tnt championship match between sammy guevara and scorpio sky and she threw ty into the ring steps and the distraction allowed for Scorpio Sky to pin Gravara and win the title, making him the first um, black TNT champion that AEW has ever had. Congratulations to him. But yeah, this is mostly about um, Paige Van Zandt, who, who then signed her contract on top of um, Ty Conti's booty as the show went off the air. Um... And she made her first appearance in AEW in September as a part of aid as a part of American Top um, Teams feud with Chris Jericho. So I guess this is cool if you are a UFC fan, if you're mostly um, exposed to her in that way. So yeah, just lots of new signings going on in AEW. Um, 
it's popping off in a new way. So there's that and it's cool. So that's all for news and gossipish. And now I'm going to talk about my experience with SmackDown being back in Birmingham. All right. So in this segment of the podcast, I want to talk about my SmackDown experience last night. So for those who watched SmackDown last night or may or may not have watched or you're probably watching it later because on demand or whatever, SmackDown took place in Birmingham, Alabama. Now, since WWE um, has started, you know, their touring schedule back, um, a lot of people here were wondering, you know, when exactly is it going to come back here? Because um, SmackDown had been returning to have basically been in Birmingham on a very consistent basis over, you know, recent years and stuff like that. And we always wondered exactly when it was going to happen because there was, you know, they had announced like the first crop of cities that they were coming back to. Then it was like a second crop of cities. And then, of course, as the weeks went on, they continued, you know, their touring schedule a little bit heavier, even during, you know, um, certain variants of the of COVID going around or whatever, but it wasn't like they were doing it in an unsafe manner. It's like they were having different protocols um, in place that you had to follow in order to go to certain shows. But a part of us, wonder, like we were all wondering, when is it going to come back here? Um, and on top of that, there was the idea that our arena, the Legacy Arena um, at the BJCC was being renovated because, of course, it the BJCC is relatively old um was a relatively old building um and they were revamping it for you know other events that we have around the city like um our G League team the Birmingham Stallions play there and there are also various concerts that are still popping off there and everything as well so it was just revamping itself you know giving it a whole new look and just being going undergoing renovations during the time of the pandemic as well so once it was finished once the renovations were finally finished they finally announced the schedule and WWE was set to come um during March, which is, of course, a great time for wrestling to come, considering it's the road to WrestleMania. And it was a beautiful show from start to finish. I regret nothing about the experience. The show was great. The superstars who did come, you know, put in an amazing effort to give us a great show. And it was almost like it almost felt like even if you watched it on TV, you felt like it was a little bit of a love letter to the city of Birmingham. Um, in a sense, in terms of it rising, I felt like it was sort of like a perfect marriage between Birmingham rising and its growth over the past couple of years and wrestling sort of coming to meet it there. And it was a perfect marriage between the two. Um, and something that I feel like isn't really discussed a whole lot in turn in wrestling spaces is the fact that Birmingham, you know, has a rich wrestling history. Um, and actually the state of Alabama as a whole has a rich wrestling history because of course, you know, in the South, you have various promotions, um, 
that would come through Birmingham, you know, all the time and perform at the Batwell Auditorium, which is still very much an active auditorium to this day. Um, and I know my grandmother, my uh, late grandmother, um, would attend a lot of these events at the Batwell Auditorium, even sometimes even sneaking out of church to go to certain events, wrestling events and stuff. It's funny. And I wish you were here to talk about it. But she would go to various wrestling events and such and see people such as your Arn Andersons and your Ric Flair's, you know, and wrestlers of that time period fight. And then um, there's continental wrestling that took place in various states of the South, like Kentucky and Tennessee, and even here as well. Um, because even Shawn Michaels mentioned that during one of the phases of which, you know, he was trying to do WWE, but then nothing really clicked at first because he was going through certain issues on his own they sent him to Birmingham Alabama for continental wrestling to shape up his wrestling skills um so there's just a lot of history you know in Birmingham when it comes to wrestling and a lot of people really don't discuss as much plus not to mention when it comes to wrestlers getting injured you know getting serious injuries um they would get sent here to Birmingham um, to be healed by this, um, by um, former surge, sports medicine surgeon, um, Dr. James Andrews, and they would send them to St. Vincent's Hospital, you know, in order for them to rehab their injuries or get surgery. Well, they would get the surgery and then rehab their injuries um, a lot of the time. And their sports medicine wing is even named after James Andrews because, of course, he's not active in medicine anymore. He's retired. But Basically, they would come there and they even have pictures of various wrestlers um, who would come and auto who would come and rehab there. And then they would autograph certain pictures and hang them up there and such like that. So basically, um, and there have been times where my dad would wear wrestling T-shirts to various doctor's appointments he would go to with me and my sister or even for himself or for my mom. And they would talk and some of the nurses would talk about certain wrestlers that they have met um, at the hospital and stuff like so basically you know people come to Birmingham to heal and even now with Big E um him being at UAB um hospital and healing his you know and them basically you know helping him heal his injuries in terms of his broken neck like there's a lot of very there's there's just so much history in wrestling you know from Birmingham and even in Alabama that a lot of people really don't discuss as much um and I feel like a lot of that sort of ties into where we are now with wrestling. And I know when I came back from SmackDown, I was talking to my dad a little bit about um, how in the past it seemed as if um, people was how various wrestling promotions like WCW or even at times even WWE would sort of give like a filler show, you know, or like shows, you know, not up to par um, as the shows that they would give in places like, say, New York or like Atlanta or bigger cities like Miami, like they were at um, or Jacksonville, Florida or stuff like that, like or New Orleans or places like that, like they would sort of give these greater, you know, ama greater, you know, high level top tier shows where a lot of their stars would um, show up in other cities. But then the minute they get here to Birmingham, which isn't which wasn't, I will say, on the level of those cities, um, um, they would get here and they wouldn't give, you know, the same amount of effort that they would give in give other cities. But that's clearly changing now. And considering also Birmingham struggled a little, also struggled a little bit with people who would come to wrestling shows, but they wouldn't necessarily sell out as much. Um, 
And a lot of people wondered if because of that reason alone that events would stop coming here, but they would still come here and still give us, you know, the best that they could regardless. Um, And of course, me being a child, I would still go to these events and still have the time of my life regardless of who would show up or whatever. But just hearing that from my father's perspective, you know, being a longtime fan and seeing how certain and seeing how those how WCW and WWF or slash WWE wouldn't would treat you know Birmingham sort of like the filler city um and seeing the difference of that now it's just pretty amazing so um of course this last night was incredible and I feel like I have to start by saying that because there are some people um who and including myself I will say this and be transparent I was upset that Roman Reigns didn't show up and I didn't get to acknowledge my tribal chief and my head of the table I was very mad about that but um the idea that the rest of the show was trash because Roman Reigns didn't show up is a really really kind of off base thing to say and tone deaf thing to say seeing as we got most of if not all of the major stars and the major players of Smackdown that we've been seeing on a more consistent basis on television since the road to Wrestlemania has started because even though Roman Reigns wasn't there we still had Brock Lesnar start off the show the WWE champion start off the show you still had Ronda Rousey show up to Birmingham which I thought would almost never happen because of how major of a star she is um in in the MMA circle and the wrestling circle now but she really did show up and then you also had Sasha Banks you had Naomi you had Carmella and you had Queen Zelina the women's tag team champions you had Natty but Natty's been here before and and you had Shayna um but Natty's been here multiple times but you still had you know those major players you even had Shotzi Blackheart and Zia Lee perform a dark match even before Smackdown started you saw you had Pat McAfee on commentary and him doing an amazing job jumping on um Austin Theory because he was tired of his crap and he beat him up and stuff like that like you still had a lot of the major players you still had Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin come in or whatever so and then you of course you still had Sami Zayn and Ricochet and Paul Heyman even show up and even the tag team champions the Usos showed up so everybody in their mama was there even though Roman Reigns wasn't and I don't know what the reason was behind him not being there but the thing that most diehard wrestling fans know is the fact that when you see commercials you know for wrestling shows you know when they advertise certain matches the card is always subject to change um in terms of creative stuff or in terms of certain wrestlers not being able to show up wrestling cards are subject to change this is something that even i know as a person who works behind the scenes you know for the belladonna division as a commentator you have to be able to adapt to various changes because when i show was going on in January the weather was bad and stuff like that and certain people couldn't make it to our show so we had to rearrange certain matches to go a certain way and that's not and that's just business that's show business like when when a person can't perform you get the understudy to perform like that's just how show business goes that's just how the game is so to basically you know say that this show was bad or it wasn't the best show that it could have been just because Roman Reigns wasn't there 
or just because your one favorite wasn't there is almost a disservice to how how the other people who did show up performed and the amount of great time that everybody else had you know at the show like that's almost saying like that doesn't matter um and it does matter like it really does matter because I still enjoyed myself a lot of people still enjoyed themselves and even though they may have been bummed that Roman Reigns didn't show up they were still having a good time at the show regardless so um yeah I just wanted to point that out because I feel like in this case this show was really a testament I feel like this show really did fit how Birmingham is growing as a city and how Alabama is growing to be viewed, you know, in terms of wrestling as a whole, because you have so many various wrestling promotions, you know, popping off and doing amazing things like you have New South Wrestling and how, uh, well, not New South, New Era um, Wrestling that had their event at um, Comic-Con last month. And how they were able to incorporate their wrestling show for the first time there. Like, that's great. You have the work with the Belladonna division and how it's on Fight TV now. Um, like, that's a good thing. Like, that's popping off in a major way. And then, like, and then, of course, like, you had SmackDown that happened last night. And you have Birmingham that's growing itself as a city. Because something that's been, something notorious that's been happening to Birmingham for years, and a lot of people don't know this because they may not live here, um, is that the culture behind big things happening in Birmingham is really new and it's rarefied air because even though stuff has been coming to Birmingham and concerts come to Birmingham every now and again it's just this is really the first time in in a few years where a lot of major players have actually been flocking to Birmingham because of its growth like there were times where within the city council or even within politics and stuff like that where people would try to pull Birmingham forward to the level of Charlotte of places like Charlotte North Carolina and Atlanta Georgia's and stuff like that but it would always be other people who were set in their ways that would try to pull it 10 steps backwards and now we actually have the leadership that's actually young and youthful and um full of other people who may not be as young and youthful but still have progressive mindsets where they want to see Birmingham succeed on the level of certain cities like that and pull in various events like we're actually having the world games you know take place in July like Billie Eilish had a concert here um a couple a couple of weeks ago so I mean We've had major players come before, but it had been like a huge space of time where a lot of major stars were not coming because people like in the city weren't buying tickets to these things or they just felt like, you know, it wasn't important enough or just certain various, you know, reasons as to why people wouldn't do stuff or go to things or whatever. And finally, it feels like for the very first time, not for the very first time, but it feels like for the first time in a long time, Birmingham is finally rising to its greatest potential as a city. The Legacy Arena underwent, you know, um, renovations and stuff even during the pandemic. And now we have a G League team. We're about to have a usfl team again like we have the protective stadium which is home of uab blazer football like there's just so much of birmingham that is finally rising to the occasion of what it can be and now 
with that happening, SmackDown was treating Birmingham like it was a big deal, even on television, because my dad watched um, most some of it on TV. And he was saying that the way that Pat McAfee and Michael Cole kept saying, you know, the names of Birmingham over and over again and treating it like treating it with the respect that Birmingham deserves even as the road for, to Wrestlemania is going through it was just a breath of fresh air and I can honestly say for the first time since I've been going to wrestling events even as an adult this is probably the first time I've been to a live event in Birmingham Alabama and nobody has joked about Alabama or Alabama football or brought up Crimson Tide or Roll Tide or anything or did jokes at Birmingham's expense and called it like a trash city or disrespected it in any way shape or form this was the first event I've been to in so long where nobody had trashed Birmingham like that nobody had cracked on Birmingham like that and it's a breath of fresh air because we deserve the best of everything that life has to offer this city. It's people, our people, who we are. We are hard work. We are, you know, we are hard work. Our work ethic is amazing. Like, we are Southern hospitality. Like, we're good to you. Like, we take care of you and all of that. Like, we have the restaurants. Like, we have all this popping stuff, but don't nobody know that because don't nobody really, like, try to give us a chance because we're not all these other big booming places and stuff like that. But we got it going on. Y'all just don't know it. And then on top of that, I'm just happy to even be a small part of it. Um, even with my podcast and even with the stuff that I do with Women's Wrestling Talk and the Bella Donna Division, I'm proud to even be a small part of that growth. Like if I am a part of what the growth of wrestling in Alabama can be like, then I'm just really happy to be a part of it during this point in time. And we deserve all of the good things. And this show was good from top to bottom. Like it really was. And just the turnout, like I'm so proud of my city for the turnout because even though it didn't necessarily sell out, the amount of people that did show up was still great numbers. Like I saw so many people, like I saw people that I knew, people I met at Comic-Con, people who I've been friends with in terms of family stuff for like years. Like I saw so many people there and the crowd was amazing. So, and it was energetic, you know, for most of the parts. And so I'm just really, really proud of us for showing up for this event, which hopefully this means that maybe later on down the line, we'll have another pay-per-view. Maybe, you know, maybe not a big four. Maybe I don't want to sell us that short, but maybe not a big four, maybe a money in the bank in the future or something like that. Or I don't know, maybe a fast lane. I don't know. But the sky's the limit for us. And I'm so happy that we are finally seeing that the sky's the limit for us and other places are seeing it too and WWE is treating us with respect and we're treating ourselves with the respect that we deserve um as a city and we're just rising and becoming more than what becoming more um than what we have been in the past and I'm proud to say that this show was amazing like I enjoyed it so much the matches were great the action was great like the quality was just great from top to bottom and for it to be a part of the road to Wrestlemania now I I'm not exactly clear on whether or not a Birmingham show has been on the road to WrestleMania before because there was a period of time where I wasn't here in Birmingham. I was 
um, gone to college in Kentucky, so I wasn't able to go to wrestling events like that. But for this show to have been on the road to WrestleMania, for it to have been this good in this city, I am just over the moon about it, and I'm just so thrilled. I'm so happy for us. I'm happy for the city. I'm I'm happy that WWE brought their A game and brought their best to us, you know, like we deserve. I am just over the moon about SmackDown and everything that took place outside of Biggie's injury and outside of the outside of Roman Reigns not being there really but outside of that the rest of the show was pretty amazing and I'm so happy that they thought enough of us to come and I'm happy that we were able to rise to the occasion of being there and they rose to the occasion of being where we were at so I'm just really thrilled about the entire situation. I'm so happy to have been there with the people I was there with and actually sitting next to wrestling fans and talking to them and watching the children lose their minds over who they loved. Like those were my favorite parts of going to wrestling events outside of being there with my better half. Like being there amongst the people who love it just as much as you do like those were my favorite parts and making new friends and stuff like that like that is the kind of stuff that I love and even pointing yourself out if you see yourself on tv or you know participating in the challenges that took place during the commercial breaks and loving how Samantha Irvin was announcing everything during the commercial breaks and how she was getting booked during the DX um theme song or whatever for the DX came like she went off like I, I I got crunk for her I love her like it was just an amazing event and I regret nothing like I'm so happy that we had this type of event now and considering this was the first WWE event that's been here in two years since the pandemic started I am just so happy that we were able to have this experience and the best is always yet to come for my love for um, Birmingham my love my hometown the place that built me the place that birthed me like I am just so happy that this happened for my city, you know, and the sky is like I keep saying the sky is the limit. The best is yet to come. Like it's only going to get greater from here. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the parts I loved about SmackDown and what I liked in wrestling this week. But I just wanted to take the time to address all of those things because it was just so beautiful and I regret nothing. And I took all kinds of pictures and did videos. Me and my boyfriend did videos and stuff of it. And hopefully I'll probably post more, you know, over the course of the week. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to watch this episode of SmackDown, if you have on demand capabilities on your TV, please go back and watch it. It's cool. Um, so yeah, it was, it was great. So that's the end of this segment. And now I'm going to talk about what I liked at wrestling this week. Right, so now we're gonna talk about all the things I liked and slightly didn't like in wrestling this week. So on Raw, I loved this the Raw Tag Team Championship match between RK Bro at the Alpha Academy and Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Like this match, you know, was you could tell that they were really, you know, investing in this match because they stretched it out over the course of the um of the seven o'clock hour. Oh, excuse me, y'all. And it was just really good. <laughs> it was really, really good. Like I, like, I cannot stress enough how important tag team wrestling is. And this match was definitely a 
a standard as to how it should be taken seriously regardless if they are single stars who are put together or tag teams that have been you know tag teams you know from the beginning or whatever like it was a really good high powered high action match like it was just really good and i was so happy that um rk bro came out the victors because it's clear that people still see it for them and still love them as a team together and then the best part about it was the fact that randy orton you know got on the microphone and interviewed with kevin patrick and said that he's having the time of his life right now and that he considers riddle a, he actually considers riddle a friend and you can tell that it really lit up matt riddle's life when he said that and they really love each other and that's the type of brotherhood that i just love to see in wrestling where you see that they're having fun with each other and you know just doing things that they enjoy with each other because you would think that somebody like randy orton who's won multiple championships and been in a whole bunch of crazy feuds with a lot of people like your edges and your john cena's and of course various legends like mick foley and um stuff like that you would think that somebody who's been going through all that would just feel kind of you know apathetic or not even apathetic but just a little bit you know um tired and feeling like they can rest on their laurels like they've done it all it's like you would think that they would feel like okay whatever blah but he doesn't feel that way with riddle and riddle is having the time in his life because he's working with you know someone who's as advanced as randy orton but he's still allowing for randy orton to have fun and cracking and busting his balls a little and they're having fun with each other and that's really all that matters and that's just the type of brotherhood stuff i love to see when it's all said and done you know they can say that they were a tag team together and that they had the time of their lives with each other and that's what i love then i also loved how even though the alpha academy did lose their tag titles you were wondering it was almost like the focus was shifted to what seth and kevin owens were going to do in order to be able to participate in wrestlemania this year because normally they would be like your mainstay players who would participate in something huge right so after the match was over they were kind of sitting outside looking you know to themselves looking kind of in outer space looking like what are they going to do now and it was so scary because you saw seth rollins walking away you know from the ring in a daze like we haven't really seen him look like that in a daze since becky announced her pregnancy and he decided that he wanted to beat up on on ray mysterio and stuff like that during the pandemic their heavy pandemic era so that was interesting so now we are kind of left wondering what is left for him even though i did talk about news and gossipish how it's possible that maybe he could be facing off against cody Rhodes. maybe that's a you know like i said it's a rumor but we just don't know what's left for him now of course at the end of raw we found out what was what's left for kevin owens he done called out stone cold steve austin basically the beer drinking you know sh jean shorts wearing pickup truck driving texas man we love him to be he called him out so what we gonna do we don't know we don't know if it's going to be like an appearance on the kevin owens show we don't know if it's going to be an actual match or if it's going to be a brawl like we don't know what it's going to be but then stone cold steve austin accepted whatever challenge it was that kevin owens you know gave to him at the end of raw with a video um of him driving in a truck and on the um and in the desert and told him how he was sick of hearing him diss the state of texas you know where he's from and said that you that he had awakened something that has been awakened in over 19 years because really when you think about it stone cold steve austin hasn't really wrestled a full-on match since he fought against the 
Rock at WrestleMania 19 in Seattle, Washington. That was the first WrestleMania I ever watched, and it was cool. But the rumor was then that at that point, since his injuries was really bad at that point, that this was going to be the last ride for him. And it was his last match for a long... It, it really was his last match. But we don't know what this is going to be, but it's still exciting because people love Stone Cold Steve Austin. People still see it for him. So I'm really pumped to see where this is going to go. So yeah, that was a really cool part of Raw. I also loved Edge's really dark side promo because we got to see another side of him where he was dressed in a suit and put in dark light and he was giving off this, this scary vibe, but it was still a really great promo and he explained sort of like his actions as to why he attacked AJ Styles the way he did because of course they're set to fight against each other at WrestleMania and it was just really interesting to see this new layer of Edge because we've seen him be the cool 2000s Edge that he used to be and then the goofy one that he was with Christian when they were a tag team and then we've seen the rated R superstar but now this might be a really darker level Edge that we've never seen before and I'm actually here for it because it shows how how um how adaptable he is to change um in terms of his characters and just what he's willing to do for the sake of having a great show at wrestlemania so i'm really pumped to see where edge is going to take this character and i'm also pumped to see what aj is going to do once he's able to recover and get in his behind for attacking him the way he did i'm ready for it i'm here for it and i also loved i, I think this is a mixture of love slash hate i loved I don't really hate it either. I'm sorry. Let me not say that. I loved it, but then I also... I feel mixed about it. You had Queen Zelina um, sort of seeing her frustrations um, towards fighting in a tag team match. Um, she had her frustration because Carmella was not focused on their match. And she's been super focused, hyper focused on planning her wedding to Corey Graves because, of course, they're engaged. And if you listen to Bear With Us, their other podcast that they have outside of wrestling, they're talking about they've been talking about how they plan their wedding a little bit after like the week after wrestlemania or probably the week before and you know i've never planned a wedding but from what i imagine if your wedding is worth any salt you know you're putting all this elbow grease into it and you're making it you know the best day that it could possibly be for you and your better half um but the thing is with court with with Corey and carmella it's like carmella is one half of the women tag team champions with queen Zelina, and she's not focused on that and she's leaving you know she's leaving Zelina behind in these matches and stuff like that um where they're supposed to be performing against each other and Zelina lost the match against Rhea Ripley and I believe Liv Morgan and now they've qualified to be a part of the women's tag team match at WrestleMania against um them and Sasha Banks and Naomi now so it's just kind of like girl ma'am which one are you focused on are you more focused on the titles or are you more focused on the fact that you're about to be mrs Corey graves and as much as i love romantic stuff and you know wedding planning and stuff like that because of course i'm a girl but um i also feel like business has its place as well like get the business done first then go off and live happily ever after with you know your husband to be but you know it's whatever at this point um i was happy to see them on smackdown but i'll get to that later though but that was something that i kind of liked but kind of didn't like but it's okay 
Now, something that I liked with NXT 2.0 was Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu moving towards the finals of the Women's Dusty Cup. And I was disappointed in the idea that um, Team KC Squared, that's Caden Carter and Katie and um, Katie Catanzaro did not go, Casey Catanzaro did not go to the finals because they have been a solid tag team since before the revamp of NXT. And I feel like their chemistry as a tag team has only gotten better with time. So for the life of me, why is it that they haven't been able to go forward? But then these other tag teams who really didn't start off as a tag team have been push for you know towards the finals as well but i'm not mad about wendy chu and dakota kai moving forward either um and i'm not mad about eo and kaylee ray moving forward as well because of course i love all of them but it's just team casey square you know there's really nothing they've really you know been able to accomplish fully as a tag team and i'm trying to figure out why is that like why is that like i feel like that's kind of not fair but i mean gosh why and then, and then on top of that, you had Toxic Attraction as Gigi um, and um, JC interfering in the match and basically injuring Raquel Gonzalez, much to the chagrin of Cora Jade, who then attacked Mandy Rose afterward later on in the show. That was amazing. And I was just like, girl, yes, get buck on her. Like, because she really did want to participate in the tournament and possibly win the cup with Raquel. But Toxic Attraction just wasn't having it. And they attacked Raquel. And Cora didn't like it. So she attacked the crap out of Mandy Rose in the Toxic Lounge. And it was just amazing. Also, I thought it was funny how um, Idris Anofa and Malik Blade were um, beat up the other waiters or waitresses um, that was serving Mandy Rose in the Toxic Lounge. And they took their place. And that was pretty funny to me because they're doing anything to get Malik Blade close to Mandy Rose because he has a mad crush on her, which I get because she's pretty. But still, Jesus Christ, we can't be beating up our waitresses now, our waiters now. Like, God, chill out. Um, I also liked how Tiffany Stratton got upset by Fallon Henley in their match against each other because she's been bullying Saray because apparently she feels like her clothes or her jewelry taste really isn't as good as hers or whatever. And I was glad that Saray interfered in their match and allowed for and allowed for Fallon to get the win, even though I'm still kind of on the fence as to who Fallon Henley really is, even though she has been hanging out with Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs or whatever, because they came out to celebrate her win after it happened. But it's just... I was happy that Saray was able to get revenge on Tiffany Stratton because she just been bullying folks just because she got her daddy's money. And that's stupid. Like, I hate folks like that. She's like, oh, yeah, well, my daddy is this person and I'm important because my daddy did this and my daddy did that. Girl, bye. Who are you by yourself? Who are you by yourself and outside of the realms of your daddy? Because once he stops giving you that money, who are you really? I wonder if they're going to ever get into that as, you know, as her character continues to develop and as she continues to develop as a star. Will they figure out who she is without her dad? Hmm. But that's the future. That's another conversation for another day. But yeah, I also loved how Carmelo Hayes, the NXT North American champion and Trick Williams were hanging out in a barbershop and talking about their plans for Dallas um, in terms of NXT stand and deliver. And this was where they announced that um, Carmelo Hayes wants to participate in a ladder match um, 
um, with four other participants who could possibly qualify for this match um, in the next few weeks. And they will go on to face him for the title at Stand and Deliver, which will be taking place in the afternoon before night one of WrestleMania. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, that weekend. So Trick was kind of like, bro, why I got to be in a ladder match though? And then Carmella was like, because, you know, it was the first time we saw the North American title. It was defended in a ladder match. Um, and so he wanted to prove that couldn't nobody beat him and that he doesn't miss or whatever. So he's looking out. He's really trying out to prove something here. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. But I love how they were in a barbershop together because that's just a cultural if you are an African-American community, that's just a very, a very, you know, sacred place to be where men, you know, and sometimes women talk about certain things um, and have fun and, you know, argue about sports and various issues and stuff like that. Like the barbershop and the beauty shop, you know, um, up to an equal measure are basically cultural um, tent poles in the black community. So to see that, you know, portrayed on television was really cool. So I liked it very much. And then another part of NXT I liked was the lashing out segment with Lash Legend and Nikita Lyons. Because somehow or another, I believe on NXT Level Up, which is their new show, um, Lash Legend beat um, someone in a match. I think it was Amari Miller. She beat Amari Miller in a match. And she was talking crap to Nikita Lyons because she felt like folks should have been talking about her instead. But the only reason that people were talking about Nikita was because of how she looked. And, you know, and basically she accused Nikita of having fake, you know, fake assets or whatever. And basically saying, like, every bit of you is fake. And, you know, folks need to be focused on me and all this other stuff. And then she interrupted her while she was talking. And Nikita didn't take too kindly to it. And so they got into it. So hopefully this means that they finna fight at some point. So I'm ready for it. And I'm really ready for it because the thing about I love Lash Legend and the attitude that she has. But I feel like um, her and Nikita both are in this space where they're great at getting at garnering attention and they are good in a ring but there's still so much more improvement to be made on them because they're still so brand spanking new and of course you know as they continue to grow they can only get better from here but we can't help Nikita cannot help that she went viral and caught a lot of people's attention just because of, you know, the abilities that she does have. And because, of course, because she's a beautiful woman, um, she can't help that. Like, that's something that she can't help. So why would you, you know, hate on her because of it? Like, it's just really awkward for me. Um, I don't have anything negative to say about Nikita Lyons ever. Um at all and I don't have anything negative to say about Lash Legend either so I just hope that both girls continue to grow as wrestlers and I hope that they just you know get a great feud out of this like I'm really pumped for it like I really hope they do get a, a, a good um spotlight out of this feud that they're having with each other so it's gonna be all right regardless so and Lash Legend is also gorgeous you know of like as well so it's whatever now something that and I did address that I didn't like it but I already talked about team Casey squared but something that caught me all the way off guard was Dolph Ziggler going on to win the NXT championship from Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa that was something I was not expecting at all they done shook up the landscape of NXT 
forever. And it's just like, God dang. And yeah, you can say that maybe Bobby Roode was out there to help and give him some assistance or whatever. But this match was really good before that point. But I just cannot believe that Dolph Ziggler won like that. And on top of that, the fact that Braun Breaker, who is still so very um, new and still finding himself, you know, he was sort of the face of the rebrand. And now the face of the rebrand is a raw superstar. Like, what the heck? I mean, I know that's going to give more exposure to NXT to people who might not watch it or something like that. But Jesus Christ, I just wasn't expecting that at all. Dolph Ziggler is NXT champion. And the woman that he was trying to woo a, a, against Otis a few years back is NXT women's champion. This is not something I would have predicted years ago. But here we are wrestling is always interesting and this is very interesting so wow um something that i do want to talk about that i did like in terms of AEW is the fact that swerve strickland won on rampage even though i wasn't able to watch rampage because of course i was at smackdown um i was happy to hear that he won his debut um so that's good. I'm happy for him. I'm happy that Jade is still the TBS champion. Even though Ty Conti, I mean, I didn't see that match because I just wasn't, I wasn't financially in a place to um, buy AEW Revolution because the struggle is real sometimes and bills need to be paid. I'm sorry. But it's just, I'm happy that Jade is still champion. Um, and I'm also happy that Scorpio Sky became the first black TNT champion, even though a lot of people feel like it's not going to last long because I feel like Wardlow has been in a place to possibly win it from him at the St. Patrick Slam episode of Dynamite or whatever. But I'm happy that at the very least he was able to do that and make that history. So I'm happy for him. But and I'm happy that Jade is TBS champion. These are two black superstars who have done great things at this point. Um, but you know, I'm still waiting for somebody to qualify for the AEW championship itself, who is black. So I'm still waiting on that. But outside of that, I am happy for them. I'm not going to take that from them at all. But yeah, I also dislike for AEW. I dislike the fact that Britt Baker is still champion. Like I'm mad, but at least Thunder Rosa is going to get another chance to fight her as the St. Patrick's Day Slam in a steel cage. I heard, um, please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, cause I am willing to admit when I'm wrong about stuff like that, but I'm happy that she's going to get another chance, you know, in Texas. But at the same time, I was, I was almost thinking like maybe Thunder Rosa was going, that was going to be it for her. Like I thought Thunder Rosa wasn't going to get another chance at all. Um, after losing at revolution or whatever, but it seems like she is. So that's good. But if she wasn't going to get another chance, I was really pulling for Deanna Perazzo to challenge Britt Baker. Because ultimately, when it comes to being the final boss in women's wrestling, it's Deanna. And considering a, considering Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, it would only make sense. But, you know, I don't know how that's going to go. So we'll just have to see. But yeah, those are a few of the things I like and dislike at AEW. And when it comes to Impact, I just have to send a congratulations to Tasha Steeles for becoming the new Impact Knockouts champion. She beat Mickie James. And as much as I love my Mickie James, I'm so happy that we have um, an Afro-Latina 
um, knockout champion. I'm so happy for her. Congratulations to her. I've never met her or had any interactions with her on social media, but I am happy for her because girl, yes, I'm glad. So yeah. Um, and in terms of SmackDown though, of being there, I loved everything about that show. Like I said earlier, I love that Pat McAfee got in Austin Theory's face and then watching it on TV and hearing how Michael Cole was trying to get Pat to be the better person. That was hysterical to me. I'm just sitting here like Michael Cole. Now you ought to know that a person can only be the better person for so long (laughs) until they get sick of being messed with. And Pat is not the person to mess with. You don't mess with a person whose theme song is Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. I'm sorry. You don't mess with nobody like that. Plus, he used to be a football player. Like, y'all ain't finna mess with Pat McAfee like that. Like, Austin Theory does not want it with Pat. And I'm ready to see Pat be his behind at WrestleMania. I was yelling for him. Like, we were all rooting for Pat McAfee to kick his behind. And even though security broke them up and, and Austin was trying to jump at him or whatever, Pat wasn't having it. And then when he left behind... <laughs> When he was going to um Gorilla, I screamed out, we love you, Pat. And he raised his fist at us. And I was just like, yes, he heard me. Come on, Pat. I love Pat McAfee. His energy, his soul. I love him. I love Pat. This is a Pat McAfee stand podcast. We love him. Oh, my God. I love him. I was just so happy to see that. I also love watching this one dude on WWE staff run back and forth to relay messages. I don't know what he was doing, but he was running back and forth. Like I told my boyfriend, like he's a runner, he's a track star. <laughs> he was running back and forth. And I really feel like he's the MVP of the show because he was just doing whatever he could. And I appreciated that. And I also love how when Brock Lesnar threw the WWE championship and they kept it behind the commentary desk or whatever, or in the space where Samantha Irvin was sitting at, he actually let the kids on the front row touch the title. So shout out to that man. He was great. He had braided hair. He was a black dude. I don't know who you are, but you popped off last night. And I appreciated that. And I also loved how Samantha Irvin really got bucked you know, during the DX theme song, like during the DX cam part, which y'all didn't see on TV where the audience was, you know, having fun with the DX cam and everything. The theme song came on and she was like, you think that you're better? I was like, girl, come on in. If you're going to sing the song, sing the song, do it. Like I was getting crunk. Like, come on. Like Samantha Irvin was giving all of the things last night. And I know that she's still new, but we should definitely give her her flowers. Samantha Irvin was doing her absolute, an absolute stellar job getting the audience involved with the activities, with the dance cam, the DX cam and the sign cam. Like, I love her. She did such a good job. I loved it. It was great. And I'm pretty sure she had an amazing time announcing Ricochet as the winner of the main event for the Intercontinental title. Like, And she was rooting for him in the corner, too. Like, you saw her, like, every time there was a two count where um, Ricochet would kick out or whatever, she would go, two. And I was just like, oh, my God, Samantha, root for your man. I love it. Um, (laughs) So it was just really cool. And then watching Ricochet hit the 450 splash, I hope I'm saying that correctly. 
Watching him hit the 450 splash, though, in person was a thing of beauty. Like, Ricochet is a beautiful athlete. We need to give him more credit because he, like, he is such a great athlete. And he just deserves all the great things. So, it was great seeing him fight against Sami Zayn. And then watch Sami Zayn tripping, watching Sami Zayn trip over his phone number being given out on an airplane and on social media in front of Kayla, who, shout out to Kayla, is from Alabama, too, was really funny. That was cool, too. Then I also love seeing Sasha and Naomi live. Like, oh, my God, I love them so much. And I love seeing Queen Zelina live, too. Um, and I was able to bow to her um, as the queen she is. Um, I was just really happy, you know, seeing all the women's action, you know, and just seeing them being a part of the whole show, like that was cool with Rhonda and Charlotte and watching Charlotte looking like a champagne bottle. Girl was looking fantastic in them heels and the sparkly dress and the feathers. I was like, yes, girl, get it. Look expensive. You are a flair. But yeah, like it was good. And like, I just loved everything about the show. I probably sound like a child right now talking about everything I loved or what my favorite parts were. But it was just amazing to see that and amazing to be there. And I loved watching Zia Lee's entrance, even though I had somebody holding my place in the merch line. Shout out to that lady who held my place in the merchandise line. You did not have to do that, but you did that. And you were kind and I appreciated that. You didn't have to do that, but you did. And <laughs> I appreciate it. And I also love the fact that they were selling Alabama 316 t-shirts. I got one for me and my boyfriend. I'm excited to wear them out in public. Oh, my God. I'm so pumped. And then I bought a Triple H pop for my dad, which he appreciated. Um, he didn't go to the event because he went to see my mom, um, who's recovering in rehabilitation since her health episode. So y'all just continue to pray for my family. Um, it's been still, it's been rough still, but at the same time, we've still been able to handle everything as best as we possibly can, but still, you know, pray for us and stuff. My mom is coming around um, in a positive way. Um, she's getting stronger every day. So they were, my dad and my sister were with her um, and they weren't at the wrestling event, but it was still, um, nice to be there in the midst of all of that you know and just to get away from everything that's been going on with you know all the drama and stuff but still it was great to be there it was such a beautiful event and then for it to be on the road to wrestlemania and to just watch everybody perform well and watch sasha banks do her rocking ddt which is what i'm calling it now because i don't think there's a name for it at this point um and watching naomi and all of her beauty and everything and just seeing drew mcintyre be as big and buff as he is and even seeing the new day you know like that was great too even though it ended in such a sad way with biggie getting injured and stuff like that was so rough to witness but i'm glad that he is still doing okay like smackdown was just a lit affair and i just cannot wait for it to come back um hopefully once all the other construction and stuff is over you know we can start new traditions because normally at wwe live events coming to bjcc we're able to stand outside at the fence and see the wrestlers go away you know and drive off and they usually come out and interact with us but that didn't happen this time because of all the renovations and stuff that's happened that whole parking deck is gone where they used to park like everything er everything we used to know is basically gone but i guess that's just you know a part of life and a part of the changes of everything 
everything that's happened in the past two years and stuff. So you just have to be able to adapt to the changes that's going on and still manage to have a good time out of it. And a good time was had. So um, I'm happy that I was there for that and we experienced that. It was great. And I got to point at the WrestleMania sign. Um, which is fantastic, and I hope that that's a that that's a you know signal of things to possibly come. But you know, you just never know. But yeah, um, that's everything I loved about wrestling this week. And so now we're gonna go to the conclusion. Right, so thank you for listening to this new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy. As usual, know that you can follow the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on Twitter at Hardy Wrestle Pod. Um, I was also happy to be um, featured in the Q and A that was done by Wrestling Wind Down for Women's History Month. It was such an honor to be. Um, highlighted in that way so um that was in their instagram stories i'm not sure if they posted it anymore but i was really happy to be asked to be a part of that and i'm happy you know to have my top five stephanie mcmahon moments article on women's wrestling talks um website so if you haven't read that already please check it out and i hope you also you know enjoyed my birmingham post about wrestling moments that happened in birmingham leading up to smackdown this week so i really hope you've been enjoying that and i just hope that you just continue to support my show um the hardy wrestling podcast youtube channel reached 80 subscribers this week and i'm so proud of y'all and i thank you guys for supporting my show and I hope that it continues to grow and, you know, become the best that it can be. Um, so, yeah, just thank you so much for supporting the show and listening to it um, as much as you possibly, you know, can. And just just continue to do that for me because there it can only grow up from here. And there's only and there's so much growth that can happen, you know, with my show and everything. So thank you guys so much for supporting it. And I hope that you're being your best self. And I hope that you're being healthy and taking care of yourself and um, doing the very best that you can with everything that you've got going on and manifesting good things and showing you know and being the light in a dark world because there is some dark stuff going on in the world right but if you continue to just you know make a conscious effort to be your best self and be the light of the world then the world will get a little bit better for others and also for yourself as well so with that in mind this is the hardy wrestling podcast with your girl stephanie hardy um the podcast that now john cena follows on twitter haha i forgot to mention that um but yeah birmingham 316 says stop sleeping on us we're great bye y'all